What a weird start to the episode. We love a good chant. <laughs> Feels a little culty. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh my god, why did you <laughs> clap so aggressive? Trying to interrupt you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you were like so, look at your face was so serious. <laughs> uh, hello to the singular person listening to this podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Ro. And we're socially awkward. Yeah. Season two. Episode two. Season two. <laughs> That, that, that'll be our new season two. That's just going season two. Season two. <laughs> we love a good chant. It doesn't. Honestly. What a weird start to the episode. We love a good chant. <laughs> Feels a little culty. We should do that should be the episode title. Just us chanting season two. And then. <laughs> yeah, write it down, write it down, write it down. <laughs> write it down. Yeah, we consistently will, like, say things during the episode that we think are funny, Mm -hmm. and then, um, like, not remember later. (laughs) And then we're like, what did we say? What did we the episode? So I'm gonna write it down right now. Alright. While you do that, I'm gonna pick a topic out of the jar. Go for it. Speaking of cults. Yes. (laughs) Always a promising start to a <laughs> sentence. I saw... I'm very deep in, like, anti-Mormon TikTok. Oh my god, yes. And like I... ex-Mormon and stuff like yes. that. Yes. And I saw someone talking about a documentary they just released on Netflix. <gasps> that's called... Oh my god, what is it? It's like, Keep Sweet and Obey, I think is what it's called. Which oh, is like a, we yeah. should watch. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm very excited. I've that's saved so it. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I get home. Very fun. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. Um... Because I think that stuff is really, really interesting. Because I feel like I don't, like, inherently have a problem with, like, the, like, you know, fundamental, like, theology of Mormonism. Like, sure. That's the same way I feel about every religion, where it's yeah, like, it's I like, don't. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. I don't, like, have an issue with that. It's always the application that's a problem, and I feel yep. like they historically have not applied it very well, yeah. specifically towards women. It's always women. It's always women. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I forgot to mention one of my favorite YouTube creators in the last one, but their name is CJ the X. And they do video essays, and uh, in one of them, they're talking about Rick and Morty, and they're like, um, you know, uh, people used to ascribe to, um, like, a religion to um, get their, uh, like, moral values and stuff like that, which didn't historically go in a non-violent way. (laughs) Very true. That's very true. Speaking of which, spiritual journey. Oh my goodness. Our topic. Going we're so good at this. Deep, yeah. We're going yeah, look at us. We're season professional two. Professional podcast. Professionals now. <laughs> so we're gonna have to remove the kind of shitty on purpose from our talk. <laughs> we'll put a strike through it and put like awesome or something. Kind of awesome on purpose. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, 
god. Um, uh, do you want me to talk about mine first, or you? Want yeah, to I feel like you have a more prolific spiritual <laughs> journey than me. Oh, dude. Um, my spiritual my spirituality has been a journey. Um, so I grew up uh, charismatic Christian, uh, which is to say, charismatic Christians, to my understanding. We believed in, like, the, um, uh, like, speaking in tongues and spiritual gifts and, like, modern-day miracles, that kind of stuff. It's, from my experience of growing up, not charismatic Christian. Yeah. How did you perceive it? It's a much more, like, spiritual experience yeah. of a typically, like, not... Like, there's, Christianity kind of has a lot of elements of, like, spirituality to it. Yeah. It's definitely, like, to the next level than, like, kind of more, like, contemporary practices of Christianity. Yeah, more so than, like, other um, denominations, like Baptist or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, my grandparents were Baptist, uh, Southern Baptists. They subscribed to the Southern Baptist Convention, and, um, which we love to hate. And um, the, uh, my parents you know, did this ritual where they got, um, like, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then they became charismatic Christians, and that was kind of a big deal for them, and so they did what their parents did, and forced their beliefs on their children, uh, which was fun, and, um, so growing up, there was very, there was a lot of pressure that I felt Yes. Wait, I want to interrupt you real quick. Okay. I just want to say, I want to, like, preface something. Okay. Because I feel like this gets very, like, people get very iffy about this. Yeah. There's a big difference between raising someone in, like, a, you know, like, a religion or spiritual practice. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, this is what we believe, this is why we believe it, mm -hmm. and forcing that on someone. Yes. <laughs> and that is a very common practice in the, like, I mean, a lot of religions, but, uh, like, in our experience, the Christian church, where it's yes. less just this is what we believe this is why we believe it mm. but you are free to like form your own opinions about these things whatever and more that if you don't believe those exact things then you are very like there's a lot of guilt and shame and it gets it gets complicated because in this religion they think that you know if uh you don't believe this way then you will go to hell mm -hmm. so they want you know as a parent you don't want your child to go to hell and you know, have eternal suffering and damnation. So, like, you probably feel a lot of pressure to be like, oh, believe this way. For the love of God, believe this way. You yeah. know what I mean? But it becomes a lot more about small issues yes. than it should be. Exactly. So, I can understand where it gets complicated, but I am not pro-forcing your beliefs on someone. We're not pro-brainwashing or <laughs> no. indoctrinating people. No, we're not. Uh, so... Yeah, so growing up, I felt a lot of pressure from my parents, but also mostly from outside people, honestly, to uh, to sense that the Holy Spirit was working in my life and, like, doing miracles and that kind of stuff because, like, you know, you wanted to be as spiritual as possible. You wanted to be the most spiritual, you know? And, like... Um, there there was a youth group that I was involved in where I feel like there was a lot of faking it going on and they would sort of, you know, pretend being, like, slain in the spirit where you literally collapse and it's like you have fainted from the power of the spirit or, like, causing spontaneous, like, laughter or shaking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's a lot of what you see in a lot of those, like, crazy Christian, like... Yeah 
you know, they'll show, like, video clips and, like, these yes. people are crazy. And it's yes. like, yeah. And people do actually do that. People and a lot of it that. is performative. A lot of it is performative, yes. And I believe that a lot of it, especially, like, specifically in this youth group, was performative. But because of that, you know, you you wanted to foster an environment where that would happen, you know, mm-hmm. because that was seen as the thing. And that's that's how you know the Holy Spirit is moving. You speak in tongues and, like, you know, whatever. Um, so it's hard not to perform those things, especially as children, when you're seeing this all around you and, you know, whatever. So anyways, um, so that was a lot of my growing up experience. And there's nothing wrong with believing that way. And there's nothing wrong with believing that those things happen and doing those things or whatever, but it was unhealthy for me. So then I went to a Baptist college with my brother and where we kind of felt like missionaries on our own battlefield of this Baptist college, you know, and, um, it was very much like, you know, where you see like missionaries go and like preach the gospel to people in, um, you know, other countries where they do mission trips and stuff like that. It was like that, but like, we're preaching the gospel of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and like whatever, you know, which wasn't healthy either. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember you telling me one time that you were like, I don't really believe that people are saved if they haven't been like specifically baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, Jesus. great. That's a problem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was a problem. Um, I no longer believe that. Um, <laughs> we've, all, we've all had our moments. We have all had our moments and, uh, yeah. And I, you know, we all grow and change and hopefully for the better. Um, so that happened. And then, um, the biggest thing that rocked my faith, I would say, is that I believed that the Holy Spirit had told me that I was going to marry this one guy. I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was a mix of things that caused me to be so obsessed. But, um, I was, I very much wanted a romantic partner and, um, you know, saw that as being a good thing because of the religion and everything and like only a good thing. And I really wanted that. And I have, I've always really wanted that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but feeling like I knew the future was toxic and <laughs> it breeded some toxic qualities. So, um, when that did not happen and he actually married someone else, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is this all about? I did everything right, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do or whatever, and this thing that I've been praying for, fasting for, you know, whatever, like, it didn't happen. So, like, what do I do now? What do I do with my spirituality now? And that's, I feel like, when I started a lot of deconstruction, and um, I think before that, I also had done some deconstruction about, like, women's roles in the church, because it was, it was... It was not really talked about, but there was definitely the undercurrent of, like, women are subservient to men in general in my, um, in my home. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was, uh, and I think it was, like, complementarianism. So, like, Jen from Fundy Fridays has been, like, it's the opposite of egalitarianism where, like, you, um, like, think that, uh, men and women are kind of different but in complementary ways so like um you know isn't being second best fun and it's like no like women are supposed to like 
really raise the kids and do a lot of the like household stuff and yeah like support the man and he's the like spiritual he's leader the dreamer and... he's the leader and like you know his goals and ambitions are all that really matter mm-hmm. um, yeah, my favorite thing about that attitude is that it's always like but it's not second best it's just different it's like exactly. it's second best it if is, i don't want it exactly it's literally second best if it's not something i want if it's something that you want that's great and amazing and awesome do that thing but like if it's not what you want and it's not what a lot of people want, then you shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, uh, Welcome to Feminism was really <laughs> the, um, that, uh, thing. Because I was raised as a woman, um, so that was a big deal for me because I always felt like, um, kind of like, well, why didn't God trust me enough to make me a man? You know, obviously there's a reason he made me a woman and I have to be subservient to men or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of deconstruction on that, and then a lot of deconstruction on my faith in general. So, uh, that was that, and I did a lot of deconstruction. I'm still deconstructing to this day. I would consider myself spiritual, but not religious. I still believe in God, and, um, I believe that God created me, uh, queer and non-binary and, um me, you know, and, um, I believe that he loves me and he loves everybody and I don't feel the need, I have never felt the need to evangelize. I absolutely feel that not at all, you know, (laughs) um, anybody can believe whatever they want to believe and spirituality is such a personal experience that I would never be like, you believe the wrong thing, you know, or you believe nothing and that's wrong, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever gets you through your life you know, Mm -hmm. and this helps me and it gives me some hope for the future. So it is what it is. And that's kind of my spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was a little less like spiritual growing up. My family's pretty spiritual. My mom's the daughter of a pastor. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was the pastor of the church that I went to growing up. Um, my mom is very spiritual, but my dad is very, like, just kind of subdued in, in the way he does everything. Yeah. So it was never, like, kind of, like, the family model of, like, how to do things. But my my mom was very spiritual. She always wanted us to do, like, you know, little, like, nightly devotionals and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's just very, like, her personality. Um, but I always had a lot of problems with it. And I think... I think I may have benefited from autism in that way. Yeah. Where a lot of the things that, like, conflicted or didn't you really, really add up. really see very keenly. Yeah, where I was like, but that doesn't make sense. Or, like, you know, but it says here that this is true and it says here that that's not true. Yeah. So, like, you know, a lot of these things don't add up. I always really struggled with, like, yeah, the, I went to a very, like, conservative, thinly non-denominational, somewhat Baptist um, church where women were very subjugated. A lot of the population there was, like, older people. Yeah. So there was, like, a very, very traditional kind of sense of, like, men and women's roles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Women still covered their heads at that church, and they still do. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Not all of them. Yeah. But a lot lot of them them do. Yeah, they cover their heads. Only in church, but my grandmother still does. Um, My mom used to when I was really little, and then she kind of stopped. Um, but yeah, so it was, like, very, very traditional, and I always had issues with that, because I was like, I don't want any of this, and I've yeah. never really, like, wanted kids, I never really, like, wanted to stay at home all the time, and, like, yeah. I'd never wanted someone to, like, tell me what to do. Yeah. So I always really, like, struggle with that, but I'm very easily, like, I guess subjected to, like, models of society, because 
I'm neurodivergent. And so that's, like, how I learn about the world. Sure. Is, yeah. like, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do, because that's what everyone is doing. Is doing, yeah. And so I always felt really, like, pressured to, like, kind of conform to that sort of thing. But it always felt wrong, where I was like, I don't like this. This cannot yeah. be true. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to college, I... Definitely feminism was the first thing, too, where I was yeah. like, this is not right. Um, and then I had, like, a really feminist professor, like, one of my freshman classes. And I was like, okay, if someone else believes yeah. this, too, like, <laughs> this has got to be right. So that was kind of my first thing where I was like, okay, some of this stuff, like, other people don't believe it, too. Yeah. So I'm not crazy it's not for... Just me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, go- like, majorly going against the grain by being like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, so that's really when I started to be like, okay, I don't, you know... And I think for me, a lot of it was more just, like, being given the permission to think something that I already thought, where it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, I never liked that. We're getting rid of that. Yeah, literally, Men and women's roles thing, and just sort of things like that, um, where it was like, oh, I don't really feel as much pressure to, like, be a certain way, um, or, like, you know, believe all these exact things, because it was a slightly more diverse environment, and I feel like our friend group is a slightly more diverse environment. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, not everyone is exactly on the same page. It's okay to, like, you know, believe some different things. Yeah. Because yeah. that was my first, like, I was very sheltered as a child. Mm-hmm. We really weren't allowed to watch a lot of television, as yeah. has been evident. Yeah. Uh, we watched a lot of, like, Christian-specific media. My parents would have to, like, watch stuff first before we watched it for a long time. A lot of my friends that weren't friends from my Christian school were homeschooled. So it was, like, I didn't have exposure to any new ideas, and as soon as I got them, I was like, oh, thank God, like, I can let this stuff go. Yeah, seriously. Um, um, yeah, it is a very freeing, it's a scary thing, but it's also very freeing to be like, oh my God, I don't have to believe this. Yeah, it's like, oh, That's thank amazing. God, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to think about these things. Yeah. Um, and it, for me, it was very quick from yeah. that point where it was like, okay, yeah, never liked that, that one's going. Never liked that, that's that going. going. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like, you know, kind of just going through things where it was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, feminism, men and women's roles, that's garbage, don't yeah. like that, like, we're getting rid of that. And then, yeah, just sort of things about, like, you know, gender norms, about, like, boys do this and girls do that. That's, that literally makes no sense. Mm. Someone made that up. Yeah, literally. Uh, and for me, that was, I think that was also the thing, and I think that's also kind of a product of autism, is a lot of the, like, kind of societal expectations are, so, they're social norms, they're made up. Yeah, exactly. Someone decided that that's the way things were, and it's been that way for so long that people were like, cool. Oh, I guess that's the way it's always been. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for me, my brain is like, well, that's made up. Exactly. So, why would I have to do it? Yeah. So, it was, like, very easy to start seeing how many things were made up, and be like, oh, well, that's, someone made that up. So, it doesn't, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, and... By the time I was out of college, I was pretty, like, like, kind of on the border of agnosticism, where I was like, I don't think I, like, really feel confident in this enough to, you know, like, subscribe to the religion. I, like, immediately yeah. stopped going to church after college. I always hated going to church. Yeah. It was, like, such a chore. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, like, tried to, I had a couple friends that are probably listening, um, we tried to, like, go to some churches together. Yeah. And I remember that like, this was probably 2019, um, so we tried to, like, go to some churches together, and I, yeah, we just, like, went to them, and I never liked them, I was always, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really, like, I'm not feeling anything, yeah, and I think that's something I 
know now a lot about like Christianity is that I never felt anything. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big part of like you just have these like deep spiritual yeah. experiences. And I just don't I don't I don't really I'm not a very spiritual person. And that's totally fine. Yeah. And I like just never felt anything and I was like, well I guess it's not right because I'm not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. And then we did go to one church and the like in the very beginning and this was not like part of the sermon. This was just like a tangential personal vendetta. Oh, God, I'm so the pastor did something very transphobic, and I was like, "I'm never coming back to church." Good for you. Because wow. I was like, "Yeah, gross." Yeah, uh, that is gross. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, "And that's this is not the place for that." Like, no, it's really it's yeah, not. This is not the place for that at all. So I was like, "I don't think that church is gonna be for me." So I was like, "You know, you guys go on whatever." Yeah. I don't think this is going to work for me. And I've never gone back to church since. Since that church. Yeah. Not yeah. Church. This I don't blame you. Genuinely. Yeah. And so I haven't been I, to church in a minute. Yeah. It's just, you don't have to go to church to have a spiritual experience. No, you truly don't. And you don't, like, the the concept that I always hated, too, was, like, it's always one guy, unless you get really lucky. Yeah. In Texas, specifically. This is probably different in places different where it's places. less conservative. Yeah. In Texas, specifically, the like, anything that's not a male being a pastor is very rare. It is very rare. It's very rare. Um, people are very conservative down here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, like, it's just one old white guy, because that's always who it is, or if you yep. go to, like, a more modern church, it's, like, middle-aged white guy <laughs> telling you how you should think and how you should feel and what things are good and bad. Yeah. And I was, like, why is there no more room for, like, discussion? Yeah, literally. Or, like, other opinions. Yeah. Or anything else, because that guy's perspective cannot be the only perspective. No, it can't. Um, and it's not. No, and it's not. Yeah. There is so much more out there of, like, different perspectives and, like, different interpretations and stuff. And I think that's when I started to see those things where I was, like, literally no one can agree on this and there's like a thousand different interpretations i was like i kind of think this might all be made up <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah it was like so much of this is like so like translated and retranslated and it's always old white guys yep and they're always deciding what they wanted to say yep and it is impossible like and psychology really helped me with this too where it's like it's impossible to be free of bias yeah you can is. pretend that you're free of bias you can be you know, I try as hard as you want to be free of bias, you cannot possibly All you can be. do is be aware of your biases. Exactly. Yeah. And let me tell you, historically, old Christian white men, not, not very good at that. Not, not good at that at all. No. <laughs> so, all. when these are the people that are telling you, well, yeah, this is what God said. The, you don't have to believe that. No, you don't. You don't have to believe that God was like, no, I hate gay people. Yeah. Because guess what? He didn't he say that. He never said that. He guess didn't what? say that. That's not a thing. That was an old white man. <laughs> that was, an old white man said that. And then we were like, oh, cool. I guess, I guess we ha- hate gay people now. Perfect. And you yeah. can say, love the sin, write the sin, all you want and whatever, but it's you not. You cannot love someone if you always in the back of your are. mind are thinking, but that's wrong. Exactly. But I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not. And that's not... It's very frustrating. It is. And that's not how, like, people that, like, fundamentally disagree on issues, that's not how it works. Like, if you have a friend that's, like, a Republican and you're a yeah. Democrat, or, you know, you have a friend that's, like, a different religion, like, even if I'm, like, yeah, I don't necessarily, like, believe in that religion, or I don't, like, you, you I know, believe in those... right to exist. Yeah, I don't believe in those, like, political values or whatever. I don't sit there and think the whole time, but I think that person's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because... I have a different experience than you. Right. So I don't, like, grasp for the same reasons this thing that you believe. Exactly. And I don't, like, I have different priorities than you. So it's like, yeah, that may not feel like a big issue to me, but for someone else it may feel like a big issue. Mm-hmm. And for them, this may be the solution. Like, yeah. 
there's not there's not one right answer. Exactly, and that's what I think the difference is because we were like we're like that's not there's not one right answer to this issue, but like um, a lot of Christians who you know don't agree with gay people they think there is a right answer. It, yes. Yeah. And it's always yeah that's fine, but. I'm always gonna think that you're wrong, or I'm always gonna think that you're. Like, I think the right answer is like, well, God is eventually gonna free you of that. Yes. Right. Which is, in my experience, not true at all. Yeah, jokes on you. <laughs> didn't happen. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it just kind of got to the point where I was like, pretty sure I don't believe any of this. Yeah, fair enough. Um. So yeah, I'm technically an agnostic atheist, which is I do not yeah. personally believe that God exists, but I also recognize that I don't know everything and there's really no possible way to know to for know sure everything. that God exists. Yeah, I don't know for sure that God exists. Yeah, no one does. No that's one the does. whole that's kind of the whole point is that you're like the whole point of spirituality is like, it. yeah, I believe it because of my experiences, exactly. but it's all on faith. That's like kind of the whole point. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I don't have like any vendetta against any person that believes any different belief than me. Yeah, me neither. As long as they're not doing it in a way that's harmful to other people. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself or others. Other than that, you're fine. Exactly. Like, I don't even care, personally, in, like, someone's own marriage. They think, you know, I'm the man, so I have this role, and I'm the woman, so I have that role. Yeah. As long as they both are agreeing that that's the yeah, case. Yeah, as long as sure. that's consensual. As long as you great. don't sit there and be like, well, you have to do that, too. Yeah, exactly. And I don't like it that you're not doing that. Yeah, don't force your lifestyle on other people. Exactly. Because it's, yeah. So, I... Christians... Stop evangelizing. Everybody already knows. I feel like, see, that's, I think, why I have, like, more of a problem with Christians than I do with a lot of other Mm -hmm. religions, which, I mean, obviously some of it is, like, personal bias. I have more negative experiences with Christians. But also, it's like, yeah, Christians are very, like, evangelism-heavy. Yeah. And there are some other, like, you know, sort of, like, tangential Christian beliefs, like Mormonism and stuff like that, where they are also pretty, like, evangelism-heavy. And I don't like that, and I think that's part of the problem, is that it's a very, like, shoving it down your throat kind of style a lot of the time not all the time obviously um and that's yeah that's where i draw the line yeah it's like you can do whatever you want you can believe whatever you want in your own home but when it comes to the point of like you're forcing that on other people or you're hurting other people in the name of that conviction it's It's, a problem exactly yeah Yeah. i would agree with that (coughs) cool okay well i think that's a good um point that we can stop on for this topic unless you have other stuff you want to talk about i don't think so okay talk about like we've kind of alluded to a lot of these things we have yeah this is not news to anybody no i love to hate on the christian church on this podcast (laughs) oh my god oh i think we've already done that one actually okay um i may the last time we did this i may have put some of them back on accident that's okay um oh i like this one okay this one is, tell a story about the biggest fear you've overcome. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah, I clearly, like, had my way with this topic, Star, and put a lot of, like, <laughs> clearly very, like, a psychologist wrote this topics in here. No, I love it. I'm glad you did. Um, let me think. I have a lot of fears. <laughs> really? Not now. I was a very fearful child, and I sure. think... A lot of it was, like, you know, undiagnosed neurodivergencies of, like, these things do not make sense to me, Mm -hmm. and therefore, if I don't know what's going to happen or what to expect, it's a very, like, you know, fearful experience. Like, I got got kicked out of a dentist when I was a child. Dang, really? Because they, like, weren't very gentle with me, and it was definitely more of, like, an adult-focused dentist Mm -hmm. than, like, a children's dentist. 
And so I would kind of, like, freak out because they would, like, you know, shove stuff in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, right. I have a very, like, overactive gag reflex. So they yeah. would, like, you know, do things that would, like, make me gag and I would try to, like, push them away. And yeah. It, just instinctually. Yeah, instinctually. I was also very claustrophobic. Yeah. So when I get in the situation where I feel like I cannot get out of it, I tend to, like, panic very quickly. Sure. So they were like, you can't come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay. My dentist now is great. Yeah. She's great. Shout out to Denise. Yeah, she's wonderful. Bryce's mom. Yes, Bryce's mother. She's a lovely dentist. Yeah, she's very good about just like in, like I didn't have to tell her anything. Yeah, I'm very good awesome. about like oh I'm about to do this now. Like that's you know good. that's if, how doctors should be. Yeah, like okay, she'll always tell you like raise your hand if you feel like you need to you know stop the situation mm-hmm. and I'll stop immediately and I just love that. That is awesome. Yeah, wow, she's I great. She like I don't think she even knows like how much she's doing for neurodivergent people. Seriously. Um. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I used to be very afraid of kind of anything like that, where it's like, I don't know what to expect. I was very afraid of, like, the doctor mm-hmm. as a child, um, because, you know, like, they would kind of spring, they used to spring things on me, and my, part of this was my mom's fault, where she would be like, oh, yeah, uh, we would get there, and she'd be like, you know, you're gonna get a shot, and they're gonna and like, do this and this and this. excuse me? And then we'd get there, and they'd be like, actually, you need three shots, and she'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll go ahead and do three shots. And I was like, can't, you can't do that. Do you that told to me, me it was one. Yeah. Three literally. is a surprise. Yeah. I'm going to freak out now. Like, you can't do that to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it was very much, like, you know, so things like that were very, like, fearful for me. I'm still afraid of the dark. I'm a grown-ass adult, and I don't like the dark. Oh, my God. Me neither. No, yeah. I'm I always have, dark. like, some sort of little, like, lamp on or something. Yeah. Because it's like, if I can't see anything, if I don't, like, know for sure what's there, it, it could, could be, be anything. anything. <laughs> yes. Yep. It could be. Robotics from FNAF. <laughs> that's my that's one of my worst fears, genuinely. Um, is that they're just gonna attack me in the night. <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like for me it's not a specific fear, it's more just like that I don't know what's there mm-hmm. and like I it's sort of more of like a lack of control, I guess, of mm-hmm. the situation where it's like that makes sense. If I'm not aware of my surroundings at all times, then they can very easily surprise or startle me. Yeah, that makes sense. I get very easily surprised and startled. Yeah. I'm afraid of like the ocean for the same reason. Oh yeah, I hate yeah. the ocean. The ocean is, is There's too is, many like slimy things touching my yes, feet oh and my like God, little gross. feet will like go like <laughs> little fish will go past your feet. Oh my goodness, it's horrible. <sighs> You do not like the ocean. Yeah, yeah and it's, either. like, so dirty that you can't it's so see in there. You can't see anything. You know how many people have peed in the ocean? Yeah, literally, <laughs> dude. That's why I won't go in public swimming pools. Oh, my God, literally. I have not been... I don't like swimming. I don't either. I have not been swimming probably since I was, like, 10 years old. Yeah, I've not been swimming since we used to, like, occasionally go to the pool at TBU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, I would just, like, put my feet in. Yeah, it was... And that's, like, a very controlled pool where it's, like, only yeah. these people are going in. Like, yeah, you kind of like, Nobody went in there anyway. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of lame to go to the pool, I think. It was, yeah. No Our one friends really loved going it. to the they pool. They did. <laughs> Which is why we were always the only ever people in the pool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, it's so funny. I used to bring, like, a big umbrella <laughs> because I sunburn easily. Or, well, I don't really sunburn that easily, but I get, like, sunsick, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, heat stroke. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that is. I just have a stupid name for it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot, where I make up dumb names for things that already exist. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, someone from, like, a, like a 1930s, like, sort of... <laughs> Like, be talking about, like a, yeah, someone would be talking with, like, a transatlantic accent, and they would be like, 
Yeah, you know, dainty women, they go outside and they get sunsick. <laughs> exactly. People that don't know that much about science, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, so me. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, probably my biggest thing that I was afraid of that I did anyway was taking mental health medication. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a lot of fear put into my head by other people who spread misinformation. Um, but you were a very big person, uh, proponent for that and being like, you know, just because these people took these, you know, however many years ago, these are like second and third generation drugs and like they've made improvements and it's safe to try and like, you know, whatever. Um, and that was a big deal. I had to like write out a little thing of like, um, like an affirmation or whatever, whenever I took it for the first like couple weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. And the first time I took it, I felt like I immediately felt so weird. Like it made me like, like woozy and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now it's fine. Now I take like a million, whatever, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like that TikTok sound that's like uh, things I learned in the pandemic and it's like one little punch and one big punch, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like gay. Bipolar. (laughs) (laughs) That trend makes me laugh so hard. I know, I love those videos. Yeah, because it's always like, it's always things I printed that come to print with gay tattoos. Tattoos, (laughs) yeah, something way worse. Or, like, way not as objectively, bad. Objectively, yeah. Objectively, usually less problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, man. Well, do you have anything else to talk about? Or you want to pick another topic out of the jar? Oh, uh, yeah, we can do another topic. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're running out of energy here. We are. We. This is the third episode. Yeah, three episodes today. is, like, kind of our max. It's, yeah. It's... We've only done three episodes in a row one other time, and it's because our third one was talking about fan, fan fiction, fiction which i've always have energy to talk about so yes oh this is actually a good follow-up okay. but it's something you've always wanted to try or like a hobby you wanted to do but you just haven't done it yet Ooh. um i really want to get back into skateboarding we've skateboarded before haven't you yeah so i guess that doesn't count huh? <laughs> it really doesn't count all right no but mind. i fully support you getting into skateboarding thank you you, you seem like the sort of person who would be skateboard. <laughs> this is another part. There are so many things that as soon as I say them to you, I realize that I'm a 12-year-old boy. You very have very big skateboard bro energy. <laughs> <laughs> is this a bad thing? or? Like, I think it's very neutral. It's neutral. I would say it's neutral. Okay. What's, some, what's something that you've always wanted to try that you haven't done? Mm, I've always thought about going skydiving. Really? Yeah. That would be fun. I would go with you. You're afraid of heights. Yeah, but I like the exhilaration. That's more like a roller coaster to me than, like, you know, anything else. <laughs> I literally feel like you couldn't get any higher heights than an airplane. Yeah, but it feels like a roller coaster. <laughs> I would do it. I've always thought about it, but then I always like, get hung up on the aspect of, like, how out of control of the situation I am, and I, my mom, like, knows somebody that had, like, a skydiving accident, so I feel like I always kind of talk myself out of it, because I'm like, yeah, they always say, like, well, it never happens, but it did happen. It did happen. So I know that it does happen. It could happen to me. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, it's like that Drake and Josh thing where they try to go skydiving and then there's like this myth there and they're like, you know, one in twelve people never hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, where do they go? Where do they go? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm like my body's such a, like a delicate flower that I feel like yeah. I would get hurt somehow. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I'm always hurt. <laughs> Dude, I feel you. Most things that I maybe this is the mania. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, so I can always tell when you start telling me about something, and I'm like, that's... I'm gonna have to tell them that's the mania. <laughs> like, oh, what was it? You were telling me about something the other day. Oh, it was when you were talking about getting that tattoo from that person that was working out of their house, and I was like, <laughs> that's the mania. I was like, I think the blatant disregard for your personal health and safety might not be, uh, Good. No, I think that maybe that's bad. This is what I appreciate about you. This is, I feel like we work as friends very, very well. You know <laughs> Do. what I mean? Um, there was one time where um, I'll get back to this what I was saying before, but um, there was one time when we were in college that one of our friends was like, uh, who worked with us, was like, I t- I don't really understand how you guys are friends. <laughs> who said that, Caroline? <laughs> Like shouldn't work and somehow it does. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you're stuck with me now. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say maybe this is the mania, but I feel like most things that I'm afraid of but I want to do, I eventually do. Like I was really afraid to get a tattoo for the first time, mm-hmm. but I did that. And like I was really afraid to bleach my hair, but I did that. And it's mostly just like little things. Like I if I have fears about something, it's usually irrational fears. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's the mania, too, because it keeps me from being, like, afraid of rational things. <laughs> but, like, I think you may be, like, somewhat benefiting from the mania, where it's, like, yeah. I'm, there's some days where I'm, like, less afraid of this than I should be, so, like, yeah. I'll do it then or whatever. Yeah, because I know that it's not something that I legitimately should be afraid yeah. of. But I also don't think it's bad. I think it's just perspective, yeah. where it's, like, oh, yeah. you know, this is, like, I'm scared of it, but it's not... This isn't like, I'm gonna go, like, pet a scorpion. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most dangerous thing you can think of. That was the most dangerous thing I can think of. <laughs> Which people objectively do that. People so have, really, like, pet scorpions and stuff. It tells you how dangerously I love my life. I was like, so good. most dangerous thing I can think of, pet a scorpion. I want to go skydiving, but I would never in hell pet a scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um... That's so funny. I don't really though. know why you would want to pet a scorpion. No, I don't either. They seem like they would have a really gross texture. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's not, like, fuzzy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would you, yeah, pet a scorpion? But, anyways. Uh, that's very funny. Yeah, I feel like bipolar is, I feel like mania can be used to your benefit if you, like, kind of know the signs and you know when you're manic, which I'm still learning, obviously. Um, but, uh then you can sort of be like, like I saw a TikTok of a girl who was like, um, like I'm literally like watching TV, listening to a podcast and doing this thing all at the same time or whatever. And she's like, Oh, I'm having a manic episode. Oh yeah. I've seen that TikTok. <laughs> she's like, this is perfect. I'm going to go clean my whole house. You, know? like, you can benefit from those things and you can use that energy to like, um, prepare for, to, like, make life easier for you when you, you know, having a depressive episode and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, you just have to know about yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I was gonna say something and I fucking forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, dang. Damn it. You know what I really want to do is uh, get my eyebrow pierced. Isn't do it. Piercing that I really would like to get. Um, I think I will, but maybe just like the next time I get paid or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna give lizarding some more business. Yeah, dude. Literally, we're keeping them. <laughs> keeping them in business. Lizarding, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> text just a second ago that was like um if you it was like asking if I wanted to like um get my car customized to advertise for this ice cream shop or whatever (laughs) and they would pay me and I kind of am like that's a scam (laughs) (laughs) this is why we work so well as friends because you tell me things and then I have to look at you and go that's that's a scam (laughs) (laughs) truly um I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, because it's a scam. Because it's a scam, because I couldn't do it anyways, because it's not real. Yeah, why would they text you that? I don't know. Out of but nowhere. they text, but Uptown Cheapskate texted me and was like, do you want an interview? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, but that's a legitimate business that you is. know of and you know you gave them your phone number. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That is the difference. Yeah, I hate those where they, like, where if you go on, like, Indeed or whatever, then people will start texting you and be like, we saw your your resume online. I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah, literally. Those things will never leave me alone. And they're probably all scams. Yeah, exactly. Like, leave me alone. Leave my resume alone. Stop. Just because I- If I didn't apply for it, I don't want it. Yeah. I know this one specific company keeps, like, texting me, and I'm like, leave me alone. Oh, dude, literally. This is probably one of those, like, you want to be a salesperson for, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, I do not. No, thank you. What about anything on my resume told you that I wanted to be a salesperson? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally nothing. Oh I God. used to, one time I got told that they wanted me to try selling stuff at the salon, and I cried. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, at the front desk, like, upselling and stuff yeah. like that? Dude, I remember that, actually. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not doing that, yeah. They tried to get us to do that, too, at um, Sally Beauty, and I was always like, if it's something that I legitimately think would help... Yeah, if the person's yeah. like, oh, I don't really know what I should get, or whatever, yeah. and it's like, oh... Or, like, if they're dyeing their hair, we have this, like, like PSA, Sally Beauty has this, uh, it's called a color booster, but it's a little additive that you put into your hair color, and, or bleach, or whatever, and it's basically, like, off-brand Olaplex. It's really, it's a bond repair thing. Off-brand Olaplex. Yeah, Olaplex is like $80 a bottle. It's so expensive. And this is like $1.89 or something like that. And you just add it to, and it is a bond repair solution. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. So I always would be like, hey, you know, we have this thing. It's legitimately really awesome. Like, would you like one? You know, and sometimes they say no, and I wouldn't push it. But like, um, I would do that. Or like, if someone was dyeing their hair a vivid color, I'd be like, hey, you can get this thing that's like a co-wash. It's really good for your hair and it has pigment in it, or you can, alternatively, if you don't want to spend the money on that, you can, like, take some of your leftover dye and put it in your conditioner or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would always, like, do that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that, where it's, like, if it makes sense, like, sure, but... Yeah. But they were always trying to get us to, like, you know, cross-sell and, like, you know, get them to a different area and sell these things, too, and, like, whatever, you know, like, if they're looking at hair color, be like... Nice color. There's a shade of nail polish that would really go with that. You know what I mean? And oh I was my like, god! I'm never gonna fucking do that. Yeah, no person wants to go into the store no. and be like harassed by an employee. No. Also, I've never been in a Sally Beauty and had them do that. So clearly, all the employees are like, "This is stupid." Yeah, we are. 
basically, I did like helping people because a lot of times people would come into the store because they didn't know exactly what they were looking for. Because if you do, you can order it on Amazon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, um, they would want our advice. But, so, like, we would always greet them and be like, hey, you know, can we help you find anything? And they, if they were like, no, I'm just looking, then it's like, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, even if I go into a store and I'm like, I can possibly use help, I'm like... I never ask. Uh, yeah, I always... No. My mom is, like, big on asking for help, and I think it's so embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Because then you can't get them to go away. Exactly. Most of the time. Like, uh, unless it's, like, a Walmart where it's, like, hey, where's the bread? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, most of the time you <laughs> go into the like, store... Oh, it's on aisle, whatever. They'll be like, oh, let me show you, and you're like, nope. No, 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 now we can't get them to go away. And now we have to sit here and pretend like we care about, you know, whatever shampoo they're trying to sell us. Exactly. And, like, always, um, I would do this thing where they'd be like, I'd be like, oh, let me show you where it is. Walk them over and then be like, here it is. Let me know if you have any other questions. Goodbye. And then leave them to shop. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, I don't get places where they're, like, they have, like, salespeople. And they're like, so annoying. nobody wants that. No. Just have, like, a desk where it's, like, sales representative. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and you want like, someone I to help have a question, you. yeah. Because some people will want it, and the people that don't want it, you cannot do anything to get them no. to want that. and you shouldn't. No, don't no. harass people in your business. No, please stop harassing people in your business. They're, like, objectively places that I will not go. Really? Like, Specifically what? because, like, I was looking for, when I was shopping for a bed, yeah. my mom was like, oh, there's an Ashley furniture and i was like i won't go no. there they have salespeople. they exactly. like don't really leave you alone i'd rather go to ikea exactly or like if you go to like ulta and you go to like you know the kind of like high-end makeup section where yeah. they have people i won't ever ask them because they'll always try to like get you to buy something you don't want yeah exactly it's annoying yeah i'm always like if i have to ask somebody i'll ask like you know one of the people at the front or whatever yeah exactly because yeah. they don't give a shit they don't fucking care no <laughs> whatever you know i want to move to like canada or something dude i kind of do too I don't want to be here anymore. Let's, you know, honestly, like, let's look for jobs where we can move somewhere. I moved to Austin for three months and had a mental breakdown. Fair enough. <laughs> Change is not gonna go well for me. Okay, that's fair. I didn't realize. That's fair. No, that would, I, like, ideally I would, but I, I don't think it would go that well. Yeah, well, that's totally valid. Okay. I know, I was talking with that about that with one of my friends and she was like um we should move and I was like why well, I, I would have a really hard time like finding friends mm. <laughs> I barely have like any friends now and it's because I stole them from other people <laughs> 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 I was like I don't have I it's really hard for me to make friends on my own because I don't like navigate co like contact with strangers very well yeah and she was like well, like, I moved to blah, 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 and, like, I didn't have any problem with it. And I was like, well, yeah, you well, don't you're have autism. neurotypical. And yeah. she was like, well, my partner has autism, and he, like, made friends. And I was like, are they his friends or are they your friends? And she goes, oh, I've made all of friends. our friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not saying, like, no autism people can make yeah, friends. But no. also, yeah, they're probably your friends because it's a lot easier to, like, get friends through someone you already know. Yeah, totally. And it's like, oh, these are my friends, and it's like, okay, there's, I have a person that I know in this situation, like, there's a constant here. Yes. And it makes it so much easier, and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah, there's... Yeah, welcome to autism. Yeah, welcome to autism. And she was, like, very mindful about that. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's like, yeah, it's not always easy to make friends. 
Especially in, like, adult spaces where no, it's, like... No, it's really not. You don't really get thrown together with people the same way where it's, like, college, you yeah. know, if you have, like, roommates or you kind of, like, bump into people in class. Like, yeah, exactly. everyone's kind of like, oh my god, I have no friends. Yeah, so you're all looking for friends. Yeah, so Not it's everybody's easier. looking for friends in the adult world. No, and a lot of times, you know, even if it's, like, work or whatever, it's like, yeah, people want to go to happy hour. Well, I don't want to go to that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how am I going to make people? friends? How am I going to make friends? Yeah. So. Well, you like your little... This is so cute. Thank you. I think I got that at Michael's. I love that. I got this little honeybee uh, sifter um, at Goodwill the other day. That's so cute. Yeah, Why is this awesome. woman in this box? Oh, they're hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to cut that out because I was like, this is going to be so random, but we have to, no, keep, we have that to keep that in now. I have brat stalls in my little brats. Um, Telephone, telephone box, yeah. um, and they're hooking up. <laughs> this little thing's gotten very spicy. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. It's hard to pose them in a spicy way. <laughs> it's hard to scissor in a phone booth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see that TikTok of that person that was like, so they were showing like a green screening and a headline of the person was like, yeah, artist SZA comes out as gay, and they were like, her name is literally SZA. <laughs> Did you think she was scissoring men? <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I was like, yeah, really, I feel like that kind of speaks to that thing that straight people do where they, like, have no concept that people might be gay until it's like, Literally, until oh, I'm gay, and they're like, gay. what? They're like, excuse me? <laughs> they don't think of any of the signs. Her name is literally SZA. SZA. Oh my god. That's like that, um, what do you need glasses for? What are you gonna see? Women? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Right, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta end this. We gotta, this is getting on the rails. We're giving people lots of bingo spots for that TikTok yeah. reference. Oh my god, literally. Oh my god. Alright, well, honestly, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>